Welcome to Autoimmune Health, a podcast for smart and passionate women with autoimmune conditions. Discover a mind-body-spirit approach to healing from the inside out. It's time to feel, look, and live better and do what makes you happy. And now, here's my mom, your host, Emily Brown. Hello, autoimmune sisters, and welcome to today's show. It is episode three. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Emily Brown, and I specialize in helping smart, passionate women win the war against autoimmune disease using a holistic mind-body-spirit approach. I personally have three autoimmune conditions that I've been diagnosed with, which I am putting into remission by reducing stress, loving my body, and using food as medicine. And I worked as a journalist for over a decade, and I now use my investigative skills and curiosity as a certified health and wellness coach. I help women discover what's really holding them back from optimal health. I aid them in discovering what will help them feel better, look better, and regain their zest and energy. And I love this work, y'all. Today's show is all about overcoming loneliness and isolation. It's entitled, Why Having an Autoimmune Disease is Lonely, Three Strategies for Overcoming Isolation. Let's dig into this topic. According to the American Autoimmune Related Diseases Association, which is a research and advocacy group focused on autoimmunity, there are more than 50 million Americans who are living with an autoimmune disease. And guess what? 75%, 75% y'all are women. If you don't already know, and hopefully you do know because you're here on this podcast, well, an autoimmune condition is one in which one's immune system attacks healthy tissue, usually with no notice at all. It's just completely random, but it's often accompanied by an onset of very unusual, unexpected symptoms. So if you have an autoimmune disease, you know what I'm talking about. There are more than 100 autoimmune diseases that have been identified. These include myositis, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, vitiligo, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, chronic Lyme disease, and Crohn's disease. Psoriasis on that list, including endometriosis. I mean, there are things up there that I can barely pronounce. Despite this long list of conditions... You would assume that someone with an autoimmune disease has a lot of other people that they could talk with about what they're going through or commiserate with, or simply have someone else who can show compassion and empathy with what they're going through. You would assume that, right? But that assumption is wrong. In fact, I believe that one woefully underreported realities for people who are living with autoimmune conditions is that it can often feel very lonely for them. What is so lonely about having an autoimmune disease? Well, that's what the show is about. We're going to explore that right now. Number one, there often aren't any visible signs of a sickness, so people don't really believe you're actually sick when you claim to be. So because autoimmunity doesn't really come with visible signs, people don't believe that you're sick when you say that you are. It's not like Another condition where you may be losing your hair or you're wasting away to skin and bones. And all of this is happening suddenly and publicly. That's not always the case with an autoimmune condition. 
often the symptoms of autoimmune conditions are not very obvious. They include things like joint pain, fatigue, even some skin conditions that are associated with autoimmune conditions can be camouflaged, right? Or covered up easily. So again, the signs of autoimmunity aren't obvious to the naked eye. And therefore, people don't assume or don't believe that one is actually sick, even though they are. And this leads to the second reason for feeling lonely when you have an autoimmune condition. So when there aren't any visible signs of a sickness, you begin to learn to cope with your symptoms and you learn how to live your life as usual, pretty much in the same way as you did before you were diagnosed. Or you learn to live in a way that no one would really suspect that you're sick. You may continue to go to your job every day and work tirelessly for your job or a certain cause in the way that you did before you were diagnosed. You may still try to do things with your kids that you probably don't have the capacity to do, but you muster up the energy to do it anyway. So again, you find ways to cope with your symptoms and you sort of overcompensate for your symptoms when you have to. So when you have a flare-up, even though it's necessary to take it easy, your life is impacted because you're not able to do your usual activities, right? But you tend to find ways to make up for your fatigue or your pain in some way. So you eventually learn to adapt to your autoimmune condition. And unfortunately, this can affect your relationships. Or if you're one of those people who simply checks out when your health is haywire and you're not feeling well, well, this could also contribute to those feelings of loneliness. So the third reason it may feel lonely is when you're trying to find treatments that work for you. It can feel extremely lonely as you conduct research, you're reading things online, you're reading books from the library or things that you've purchased. You may start to feel lonely and isolated when you don't readily find other people who are like you, who are going through what you're going through. And it feels lonely going to all of these appointments and making the investment to try to find treatments that work for you. And as you watch what seems like everyone else going on with their life living happily and healthy, it may start to feel lonely going to appointments and making that investment and trying different treatments and therapies and modalities. Well, for years, I went from one practitioner to the next trying to find a treatment that would cure or relieve the symptoms of my autoimmune condition, which is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I remember I went to an acupuncturist, naturopath, internist, iridologist, gynecologist, endocrinologist. I'm probably forgetting one there, but I spent thousands of dollars, I'm pretty sure, doing blood tests and trying different things because I was truly desperate. I scoured the internet. I spent hours in online support groups, reading online reviews of doctors, reading books on various treatments. And I just consumed everything that I could about my condition because I wanted to feel better. And that act alone, it just can feel isolating in and of itself. One reality that hits most people who have an autoimmune condition is that these diseases are chronic meaning they are persistent, they don't really ever go away on their own, and there's a reality that there is no cure for your condition, which often means you'll be managing your condition for the rest of your life. And that thought alone can leave you feeling hopeless and lonely. Many find that they have support initially when the condition is acute or requires hospitalization, but then that support from your family and friends starts to starts to wane over time. I 
started calling autoimmune diseases the invisible disease for this reason. And I believe now it's more widely considered an invisible disease. I started calling it that because of this sort of anonymity that is attached to it. You know, because people don't know that you're going through it, it can lead to these feelings of, I'm invisible. No one can see me, really see me. Because other people can't physically see changes happening to your body, so they might assume you're just making things up and that you're not really as sick as you claim to be. And this can be so disheartening for those who are suffering from an autoimmune disease and you feel as if you cannot openly share what you're going through because you are met with sneers or those side eye looks from people like, is she really going through something? Oh my goodness, she just wants attention. You know, I've felt that way before too. And this feeling, that feeling of isolation can even exasperate your symptoms. And it can, and it certainly can contribute to symptoms like anxiety and depression, which is why it's so important to be aware of it. But, you know, on the other hand, I do feel that people who love you, they want to support you. They want to be there for you. And they either just don't know how to help or when they do try to help, they do it in a way that doesn't really serve you well. So, yes, there may be a lack of understanding among the people you love, or there's, on the other hand, an unwillingness to learn more about your illness. And this can make you feel rejected. It can lead to an even greater sense of isolation and loneliness. This may be a reality for many people dealing with an autoimmune disease. This may be your reality right now. And you're like, Emily, you are preaching to the choir. But guess what? I'm going to share some very practical ways to minimize those feelings of loneliness Before I get into that, though, I just want to caution that, you know, as you take these things into consideration, it's so important to give other people a chance to understand what you're going through so that they can have an opportunity to help you heal from an autoimmune disease and improve your relationships at the same time. Perhaps even if you take these steps that I'm going to share, it can help build your self-esteem as well. You'll feel more empowered when you realize that you have more control over how this condition affects your life. Please be patient with others and be patient with yourself too. On to the first tip. The first tip that I have for you is be willing to talk with your family and friends about your condition. It is so important to be honest and forthright. Don't shy away from how you feel on a daily basis or if how you feel changes from day to day because this is very common with having an autoimmune disease. You're up one day, you're down another. And that is very common with people who are still trying to figure out what their body needs. Also, if you know what triggers your autoimmune symptoms, such as certain foods, having too much stress in your life, or not getting enough sleep, it's also important to let them know if those issues arise. Simply saying something like, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I'm going to take a nap at some point today, should be enough to communicate how you're feeling that day. And this also opens a door for people to understand what you're going through. It helps them understand what you're going through, and what you need in that moment. Number two, look at your condition from their point of view. When you're tempted to get upset at a family member or friend for not understanding or remembering that you have a health condition, it is important to extend them some grace. When I discovered I needed to go gluten-free to feel better, 
The first few years of being gluten-free, I promise you this, my husband would still offer me foods that were not gluten-free. And it frustrated me so much. I would get so upset at him, but he's finally caught on. I mean, it's been eight years and it takes some time, but hang in there. So yes, they may forget, but know that it is not intentional. It is an honest mistake. And keep in mind, they also have their own life. They may be going through their own issues, their own challenges, and they may be preoccupied with other things. And that could be why they just don't have it top of mind that you're going through something as well. So in times of your own distress, when you're expecting maybe a kind word or some resemblance of support from someone else, and you're anticipating that, remember that they may be going through something and be willing to see things through their eyes. So instead of expecting a kind word from them, maybe they need a kind word from you in that moment. It is so important to remember that just as you need help from someone else, someone else may need help from you. And think of it this way too. If your condition happens suddenly as autoimmune conditions do, and they come out of nowhere, and you're still figuring out things for yourself, how much more are your loved ones? I mean, they are also trying to understand what this illness means for you and what it could potentially mean for your family and your lifestyle. So again, extending your family members some grace, your friends, giving them some breathing room to just understand what this means is going to go a long way. I decided to get another point of view on this topic. So I reeled my husband in and asked him for his advice. As someone who has supported me on my wellness journey after being diagnosed, here's what he had to say about helping those you love with an autoimmune condition. So he suggests that loved ones should be willing to validate your new diagnosis and that it's important to reaffirm your love for the person who's been diagnosed with the autoimmune condition. I love that, to reaffirm your love. And he said to validate the new diagnosis. And it goes back to that point about believing that you have a condition because if you don't have any visible signs, others may just assume you're making things up. So it's so important for loved ones to validate the diagnosis, like my husband said. He also says that family members should be open to any lifestyle changes that come with having an autoimmune condition. For instance, supporting any new eating habits and being willing to go on the journey with them. So thank you, hubby, for that advice. And that's a great segue for the final piece of advice that I have for you today. Number three, Be willing to rearrange family responsibilities. When you're coping with autoimmune disease, often your symptoms may include fatigue or low moods or a diminished capacity to do things you once did with gusto, such as cleaning the house or even working a full-time job can be something that you may need to rethink. Embracing this new normal may require you as the one with the autoimmune condition to let go of previous responsibilities, let go of expectations that you had on yourself and maybe that others had for you, and to cut back on your usual workload and to delegate those responsibilities to someone else. This may be temporary until your health is resolved. No one is certainly suggesting that this will be your way of life for the rest of your life. That is not my wish for you at all. But in the meantime, as you're figuring out your condition, figuring out what your body needs, how you can get back to restored health, it may be necessary to rearrange your responsibilities a little bit. In this regard, it's important to once again communicate what you're able to handle. 
If, for instance, you usually drop off the kids to school, but you're having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning, then ask your spouse or a close friend for help. If you usually cook meals every day, maybe it's time to switch things up and cook a few times a week and cook enough so that leftovers can be eaten the next day. Or even accept meals from friends and family, if they're willing to help in that way. Having an autoimmune condition gives you an opportunity to lean on other people. You really don't have to do this alone, but for many people, this is really new territory. You may be used to doing things yourself or being independent, misindependent. I get it. I get it. But in this current season, being gracious with yourself is essential. And believe it or not, there are some people in your life who want to extend a helping hand, if they can, of course. But often they will need to know what kind of help you need. So it's important to be clear and be honest about what kind of help you need in the season. So be your own best friend. Be kind to yourself and cut yourself a break as you start making changes in your life that will promote your body's healing at the root cause. And that brings me to a bonus point. May I be radical with you for a minute? Okay, thank you. I've been discussing how to prevent feelings of loneliness and isolation, but I would be remiss if I did not also pose this option to you as well. So what about sitting in that moment for a while? Sitting in that moment of loneliness, sitting in that moment of what you believe is isolation. And let's turn it around for a second. What you believe or perceive as loneliness or isolation may just be a quiet opportunity for you to know yourself better. I mean, we live in a world that is so loud, so much chatter, opinions and haters and people trying to sell you something you don't need. So I see it as a welcomed opportunity. It's okay to be alone and intentionally remove yourself from the world. That's probably maybe even something your body needs in this time of your life as you're dealing with this condition. So if you find yourself in that position, you can choose to look at it as I'm lonely, which of course can lead to other negative thoughts, or you can view it as something more positive, as if, wow, I have just been given a gift to be still, to examine myself, to scan my body, to tune in to what my body is saying and to take measured steps forward to truly heal my body, to heal my mind, to heal my spirit. Because I believe that when you are dealing with an autoimmune condition, it truly is a mind, body, soul, transformation opportunity happening. I really believe that all of our organ systems, our mind, our mental acuities, our spiritual health, it's all interconnected. So I encourage you, if you need to take some time to disconnect from devices, disconnect from social media, take some time for yourself, even if it's just a weekend or a day or an hour, do yourself a favor and invest in self-care. Your body will thank you for it. Well, what is certain about autoimmune disease is that, yes, your life is changing, but Feeling lonely doesn't need to be a part of those changes. So stay open, remain flexible, 
And remember that you're never alone in coping with your autoimmune condition. If you'd like to review notes from today's show, listen later while you're commuting or washing dishes, or share with a friend, visit my website at emilybrownhealthcoach.com. That's emilybrownhealthcoach.com. Also, subscribe to the podcast feed so that you never miss a show. Yes, my friends, accepting help does not equate weakness. And standing alone in your struggle with autoimmune disease does not equate courage. To end today's show, I'll leave you with this quote from motivational speaker, Les Brown. He says, regardless of what challenge you are facing right now, know that it has not come to stay. It has come to pass. During these times, do what you can with what you have and ask for help if needed. Most importantly, never surrender. Put things in perspective, take care of yourself, Find ways to replenish your energy, strengthen your faith, and fortify yourself from the inside out. Be well, my warrior sisters. Be well.